habits are the efficient default mode of response. And they're largely responsible for a good, happy existence or a pretty shitty, miserable <laughs> loop that we get stuck in. Lend me your ears. <laughs> this nation will rise up. Welcome to the Elemental Health Podcast. Welcome back. My name is Nick Quinton, fitleandad.com. You can sign up for my supercharged challenge and get energized. Okay, so this is a kind of a laid bare episode uh, where I kind of going to slow things down a little bit and, and kind of just ask you to do some critical thinking around kind of where you are and, and I'm going to kind of share where I am with habits and, and behaviors and, and my thinking on this. Now, obviously, most of you guys, uh, you know, think of me as a kind of fitness guy or, or, or coaching perspective, but I get so many questions about habits and everyone that comes in to work with me um, wants to know more about habits and, and how they can fundamentally shift their, their habits and change their lives. And, and, you know, it's at the core of everything that we do. So I wanted to make this piece of content uh, to to kind of sort of open the gap to that, to open the door on that. And, and I'm not sure I'm necessarily going to get all the way down the road of, of providing, you know, 100% solution for every single person out there. Pretty much impossible. But let's let's shine the light on it and let's bring some attention. Hopefully you can provide some feedback and we can t continue the conversation. And, you know, that's largely what I want from this sharing experience is, is obviously to document my journey help me to kind of work out what's going on in my head and, and understand if I'm, if it's making sense and, and I can articulate it uh, and also create a, a loop where you can input and, and we can kind of share a conversation and, and try to, to kind of suss this stuff out. So uh, habits, <laughs> the quote I gave you was, was from a, a paper written 2016, um, psychology of habit the annual review of psychology so pretty pretty prestigious kind of scientific journal and i, I kind of kind of go through the abstract and uh then kind of share my thoughts and and kind of link it back into to some of the bits that are going on in my mind and and some of the bits that are shared with me through different different aspects of coaching and different different aspects of health and fitness so habits are the efficient default mode of response what does that mean it goes on to say, as proverbial creatures of habit, people t tend to repeat the same behaviors in recurring contexts. This review characterizes habits in terms of their cognitive, motivational, and neurobiological properties. So I think that's quite interesting, the different components to it. And that opens a door to, to a whole raft of, of different kind of rabbit holes, really. But, but my, my take on that is, is really understanding that we are driven by emotion. We make decisions based on emotion. We think, keyword think, that we're logical creatures using this prefrontal cortex, this gorgeous part of the brain that can create everything that we see around us and, and you know, take in the beauty of the world. However, that's not how decision-making works and all decision-making is emotionally driven, whether you think so or not. It might seem amazingly logical. That's because it fits into the emotional box that, uh, first, and then you're able to apply logic. And statistics can always 
misleading and changing. So, you know, 90, 91%, 80, whatever it might be, a l the biggest proportion of your uh, cognitive function is done by the subconscious mind that what's li <laughs> literalized as the elephant. And you're just a, a rider on top of that elephant. Um, and that's not my analogy, but that's a really, really powerful analogy that I, I've learned about recently. That the elephant is is the thing that's actually going to change the direction of and, and move you forward. And that's not what you're in control of. You're in control of the rider on top. And only for nine, eight, seven, six percent, whatever you want to look at, of the time, are you able to pull on those reins and have an impact towards the direction of travel of your life, of, of your decisions, of your behaviors? Yeah, so, so that's, that's kind of the first point, really. So, and, and, and the, the, the paper goes on to talk to identifying three ways that habits interface with deliberate goal pursuits. Um, first, habits form as people pursue goals by repeating the same responses in a given context. Now, the, 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 the confusing thing there for me is this notion of goals, which suggests that something we've, we've selected, something that we've chosen, something that we've kind of, we want to move towards. And I, I just don't think that that's the case for, for most of us. I think we are pre-programmed and we, we have these aspirational kind of in the front of our mind. And there's another a phrase, a turn of phrase that is, alludes to this kind of uh, small controlling part that doesn't necessarily have lots of control. We have these goals, aspirations, but we're unable to move towards them because our habits pull us in a different direction. So, and I think that's largely programming, that's largely conditioning. And I think the research would, would back that up as well. Um, so, but yeah, re repeating the same responses is, you know, just greases the groove, creates the motorway in terms of your decision-making that forms the habit, forms the, the behaviors and whether that be positive or negative. Um, for sure. And that releases then the chemicals in your brain that, that give you the, the response that you're after. And, and that's the loop that we keep going round and round and round in, whether it's promoting something that we think is good <laughs> or, or, or something that, that measurably is, is detracting from our life. Outlined as computational models, habits, and deliberate goal, goal pursuit guide action synergistically although habits are efficient default modes of response. People tend to infer from the frequency of habit performance that the habit must be intended. But I think the, the paper then goes on to, to kind of refute that point really, because we, we see that and, you know, and that's, I guess, what I'm trying to achieve by, by looking at this is, is, right, how does that reflect on our lives? How does that, how does it actually interpret? And, and we, statistics are kind of in, in flying the face of this notion that, that we're, we're pursuing something actively and largely most people aren't, we're moving in a different direction we're moving in a, the opposite direction. And whether we look at kind of obesity in the modern world or cardiovascular health in the modern world, I know these things are all linked, um, or mental health, these things are all on the increase, which would, which would suggest that we're not we're not, it's not an intended path. We're not, we're not, you know, the frequency of the habit is not moving us towards an intended goal as an individual. Come on to the kind of the group component, but, but that's, that's something to think about. 
We conclude by applying insight from habit research to understand stress and addiction, as well as the design of effective uh, interventions to change health and consumer behaviors. So the, the, what, how we want to break this down is, is into kind of a, another three kind of categories. And as you know, if you've watched any of my stuff, I try to break everything down into threes because I think that's how the brain works really well. Ones and twos are good as well, but three, no more than, um, and, and the kind of questions that I think drive interesting conversation around habits and behaviors is, is what we, what we seek meaning from needs are you trying to satisfy and what meaning are we attaching to this action this habit this behavior and let's let's go through those so we seek meaning for for lots of different reasons and when we're when we're not doing something we're still seeking that seeking a meaning through not taking action towards something so let's put it in the context of fitness funnily enough the, 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 the training session that you didn't do, the, the, the gym session you didn't do, the run that you didn't go on, you will rationalize that. You will uh, seek meaning from not doing that action and putting it into a little box that uh, is therefore acceptable to a certain extent. To a certain extent, you'll, you'll provide, it'll provide a, a, a kind of a, a positive feedback saying, oh, I, I can rest today. I don't need to worry about that. And then there's that detracting negative component that will feed into your own neurosis about and your own kind of inward flexion, inward reflection around how you're not meeting up to your own standards. Uh, what needs are you satisfying by either taking the action or not taking the action? Again, there's there's meaning and, and you're satisfying some sort of urge by by doing that. And that's why we know when we're kind of we're well rested we we've got good nutritional um things in our bodies and we're hydrated we we we're not trying to satisfy an immediate need therefore we're able to take a more a more long-term approach and, and satisfy something that we know is going to progress us and that's kind of how we we can flip around this notion of kind of the elephant and the rider if the elephant is kind of well nourished and and fed and uh, rested then the the rider on top this part of our brain is going to be able to to, to pull up the reins and have a, a good impact on the direction of travel okay if that elephant is hungry yep or agitated because it's not been rested or, or you know all the things that we know are, are, are positive influ influences on on how we approach life and, and show up in the world then it's going to be very difficult for us our thinking brain to actually implement and imp impact what's going on the, the the third part is what meaning we're attaching to our actions is is i think probably the most powerful component so everything that we do we think it's around we think it's because it's the right thing to do and usually it it's it's based on a belief based on something that that isn't actually true it's it's something just, that's just become a repeated thing that we've programmed into ourselves and we attach meaning to that. So, you know, you, you, a dog dying is, is an event that happens. Us getting very upset and sad about a dog dying is, is because we've associated so much meaning to that event and so much meaning to that relationship. Um, and, and that's the case for everything. It's, it's kind of, and I help, I think that helps to unpick 
what what's going on if we think about it in in that lens of of right, okay what meaning am i attaching to this event what you know what why is it negative to me why is it positive to me why you know and that's i kind of that feeds into this kind of the buddhist third way about being kind of very kind of mi- very middle of the road about everything that's happening to you you know good or bad so the only way to kind of unravel the negative habits because i think that's kind of the 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 spin that we always think about i want to get rid of these habits and i want to build these good habits is to stop doing the things that trigger the emotional response and and kind of we're now at the action stage i want to leave you with something impactful or and also open the door so please come back to me if this doesn't land or something's not really working for you or doesn't make sense but so the way i've posed it here for you is the only way to unravel this is to stop doing the thing that triggers the emotional response, the thing that, 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 that allows you to not be able to control the elephant. And therefore, you're able to move in a direction that is, is meaningful and, and logical and, and towards this, this dream or desire, whatever that might be for you. And, and build uh, a principle, a discipline, moving forward and and you know i've gone into detail and i'm sure i will again about around this notion of discipline and what it means <laughs> so we talk about discipline as a, you know a, a strictness a, a kind of rigidity a kind of authoritarian thing but i think that's that's if you look at the the etiology of the word it's not where it's come from so discipline is, is something that you build something that you embody something that you you structure your life around so building a discipline of of health a discipline of fitness we need to think very carefully about how we're using that word and to add to that thread lo- you know lots of people come to me with challenges around what what they frame as a, a problem with a process a strategy a tactic that they're looking for but given what we've just been talking about, that's not usually the biggest barrier. Whether I'm working with a group, um, a group of leaders within, a, within an organization and or individuals or people on their, on their fitness journey, it's, um, it's always the, the human factors that, that hold us back. And, and you know, we, we undoubtedly know what actions to take next. And we might not know the next three, four, five, six, seven, eight actions. We might need support in those factors. but Usually the next action we need to take, we, we're kind of aware of if we do some deep, deep, deep digging. The, the big, biggest barriers are, are kind of the, these, these kind of these ruts that we get ourselves in, these psychological loops that we get ourselves into. So how do we get out of it? Three things. Uh, I haven't got a nice acronym for you. It's OOA, Ooh, something like that. Our first one is objectivity. So I, I, fundamentally we need to kind of understand what's going on and, and clear the lens really and and get some some clarity so trying to be objective do some first principles thinking challenge your beliefs and move away from any isms and dogmas that you might have and if you're not aware of what first principles thinking is well that's uh probably out, out of scope for this chat but but we're really understanding what's 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 true, uh, what's meaningful at a very uh, a basic level, a base level, so you're able to progress forward in your life and and 
Ray Dalio talks about these in his book, uh, Principles. <laughs> and it's really having a fundamental bedrock that you're aware of and understanding of and you can revert back to and apply mental models to. So it's really about kind of, again, getting out of your head, being structured in your approach. So number one is objectivity. Do some first principles thinking. Challenge your beliefs because beliefs are, some, are just patterns repeated. They're just habits, usually just programming. And if anything's got an ism or a dogma attached to it, be very, very wary because that's going to lead you down a path that's going to remove objectivity. Number two, get out of your head, get around people who challenge your thinking and challenge your attitude. Again, that's really difficult to do. And I think culture at the moment is moving the opposite direction. We surround ourselves via social media with lots of mirrors and we, we just bounce around the same notion, same chat all the time and, and kind of get a little dopamine re release on that and, and just getting caught in a, in a very, very similar loop. We need to start taking the, 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 the opposite view and really challenge our own thinking. Number three, action fixes everything. And I've said it lots and lots of times. Taking action is, is kind of the, the panacea of, of helping you to move forward in, in all these things. And yeah, taking that ne ac next action and stop overthinking, I think is probably what I would like to leave you with and, and kind of get you guys thinking about the habits and beliefs and structures that you've got in your life and, and how we can kind of uh, share ideas to, to really uh, unpick what's going on and, and just start to remove the legs from these tables of belief that just don't support us and don't make a lot of sense if we do some deep first principle thinking. I've enjoyed this one. It's challenged me to kind of put it all together and, and articulate it. Hopefully it's made sense to you. I'd love you to comment. Uh, if you're on YouTube, hit subscribe <laughs> and the like. If you're on the podcast, then thank you very much. Uh, I would very much value a review on whichever platform that you uh, digest um, this information from. Take it easy and get supercharged. Forgot to say that one. <laughs>